I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Working Conversations. You know, as the pandemic and its impact on work life continues, I'm increasingly asked about more nuanced situations that will continue to persist in the hybrid and remote workspace. And one of the things that's come up recently quite a number of times with several of my clients is the idea about how to manage up remote or how to lead up remotely. If you're not familiar with the term managing up or leading up, it's about thinking about your boss as your audience and really using all of the traits that you might use as a manager with your direct reports, but using them upwards. So in doing so, you really are supportive of your manager and it makes your job, your manager's job easier along the way. Um, you will find common ground with a manager who doesn't necessarily think the way you do. And well, it can also really improve the relationship between you and your boss. So that's the idea behind managing up or leading up. And it requires some executive presence. It requires some chutzpah. And it's much more complicated to do online as compared with doing in person. So as I've been thinking about this and helping some of my clients with it, I thought it would make for a really good podcast. So let me tell you about a time early in my career when I needed to do some managing up. I was in my early 30s and I was working for a large corporation. I mean, this is a $17 billion corporation and I was managing a user experience group. Uh, We were working to make the product easier to use from the end user's perspective. And I led a a small team, but I had a lot of visibility across the organization because my team worked like a consulting group across the organization with lots of different business units. And our senior leaders in the company were catching on that user experience and design and the design of our products was a really important factor in terms of getting more market share. And so this became a really pressing issue, not just for the work that I was doing, but across the organization, there was a new emphasis on design. So the senior leaders organized a summit. The summit was in New York City, in Soho, in a very hip design studio and painting studio. It was the coolest space, one of the coolest spaces I've ever been in. And as I I was obviously invited to the summit, I flew to New York for the summit from Minneapolis and very soon realized I was really punching above my weight class. I was by far the most junior person by probably decades. Uh, Again, I'm in my early 30s. And as I review pictures of the event, because it was a professional photographer that are taking pictures of the event that I got, the the ones that had me in them, as I review these pictures, like all of these mostly men, I think they were out of about 40 people there might have been two other women besides me. And again, I was far more junior, both in my title in the organization, as well as certainly by age. 
And in order for me to provide value, I absolutely needed to lead up and manage up. I needed to interact with the people who were at that design conference as if they were my peers. Now, I knew more about usability, user experience, and design than just about any of them, except for the outside experts that were invited to that summit that all of us were learning from. I had to show up with the confidence in my subject matter expertise in order to really be a peer to them at this conference, because this conference was all about ideation and idea creation and the future direction of the company. And I was being invited to sit at the table. Now, if I went and sat at that table and said nothing because I felt intimidated about being the youngest person there or maybe one of the few females there, then I would not be bringing any value. So I needed to bring value. And that meant to a certain extent, I had to get out of my own way and not be self-conscious about being so young and not be self-conscious about being one of the only women. Now, I want to walk through not only what I did there, but how you can take the thinking around how I was comporting myself and how I was behaving and how I was managing up in that situation to use yourself. And then, of course, we're going to layer on top of it the fact that we're in this remote world right now where we're doing the kinds of activities of building relationships, maintaining those relationships, and influencing people who are senior to us via computer-mediated technology. So it gets more complicated. Now, in one of the pictures of the event, I am staring down Don Norman, who is a guru in the usability and user user experience design world. And he was one of the invited experts who did some teaching and gave some talks about, you know, the, the future of product design and so forth to help our senior leaders really understand the field. Now, at a particular dinner where there's some pictures taken, I am taking Don Norman to task and he and I get into a real debate about some of the things in our field while the the rest of the people, four other very senior leaders in our organization, including one of them who was the chief operating officer, sit around amused watching Don Norman and I go toe to toe on a few design ideas. Now, I might have been otherwise incredibly intimidated to do that, but I relied on my subject matter expertise and I knew that except for Don Norman, I was the most wise and knowledgeable person at that table as it relates to user experience and user design. Of course, Don outranked me at that time and still does considerably with multiple books on the topic and quite a following himself. But it gives me great pleasure to look back on that time and see my confidence. And that confidence didn't just come out of nowhere. My confidence came from me knowing that I knew my subject matter expertise. And that was very instrumental in me demonstrating confidence in that moment. Now, of course, we're currently working in a remote and hybrid situation where you don't have as much face-to-face interaction or maybe no face-to-face interaction with your senior leaders that isn't happening through a camera. And so now many people have told me, but Janelle, I can't manage up at a distance. That's not a thing because that was saying hello in the elevator and having my elevator pitch ready. That was saying, uh, you know, making some small talk with that senior leader before a meeting started. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Well, maybe it doesn't, but I'm here to tell you that, yes, you can get there from here. You can get to that point of managing up or influencing your leadership, even if, whether that's your immediate leader or people more senior in the organization than that from you, you can get there from here. And I want to invite you into a 
coaching model that you can use to coach yourself to get there. And it's called Be, Do, Have. Be, Do, Have. And in this model, you start with what it is you want to have. So in this case, you'd want to have influence and relationship with your senior leaders. And from that place of really getting clear on what you want to have, we're going to back it up to say, what do you need to do or what practices do you need to engage in in order to get that result of influence and leadership with your manager or senior leaders? And then prior to doing that, we're going to back up the do. And before the do, we're going to think about who do you need to be? What sort of a mindset do you need to be in in order to get yourself to do the things, the various practices that are going to result in you having influence and leadership? This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Now, if we take a look at my situation when I was at that swanky conference in Soho with my senior leaders and a couple of design experts, who did I need to be? Well, in terms of my mindset, I needed to be somebody who was confident. But but wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to what I wanted to have. I wanted to have a voice. I wanted to have a seat at the table. And so then what did I need to do? I needed to speak up. I needed to bring my ideas forward. I needed to be part of the conversation. And then who did I need to be in order for me to bring that? Who did I need to be? What mindset did I need to be in? So when we start with the mindset piece first, we we miss a link, a special link between the result we want to get and where we're starting from a mindset. So again, we start with the have, what we want to have as a result. That is influence and leadership. Now, in my instance, what I wanted to have there in that swanky conference in Soho was I wanted to have a legitimate seat at the table. I didn't want to just be invited to that meeting because of my title. I wanted to demonstrate that I had knowledge. I wanted to have a legitimate seat at the table and have a voice in how the company moved forward with design, user experience, and usability practices. So what did I need to do? In order to demonstrate that influence and build those relationships, the practices, the specific practices that I needed to do were that I needed to speak up. I needed to share my ideas. I needed to not hold back. I needed to get in conversation with people even when I felt uncomfortable. I needed to do things like go toe to toe with Don Norman when I disagreed with one of his perspectives. Now, who did I need to be in order to do that? Well, I certainly didn't need to be a person who was self-conscious about being the youngest person in the room or one of the few women who were at the event. That would not help me at all. Instead, I needed to get into a mindset where I felt equivalent, where I felt that I was a peer 
to these senior leaders. Again, several of them, including, I mean, the chief operating officer and the chief executive officer and the chief marketing officer, they were all there, all the C-level people. I didn't, that was not the sandbox I was used to playing in. So I could not be intimidated. I could not be bashful or introverted or shy. I needed to be somebody who was confident and somebody who felt worthy of being invited to the table. I needed to, in essence, bring it and bring it in a big way. Otherwise, I would never have been invited back. Okay, so there's the model. Be, do, have. So now let's look back again at managing up and leading up in an organization in a a more generic way. What do you want to have? Well, if you want to lead up more, if you want to manage up more, you essentially want to have more influence and relationship like I did. Now, as we think about backing that up in terms of what do you need to do, what practices do you need to engage in in order to have that, we need to get a little tactical. So that relationship that you want to build with the senior leader is something that can be accomplished even though you're working virtual. Okay, so here's a couple of ideas. First off, make sure that whatever you do, those practices, that you're doing them in a synchronous environment. That is a real-time environment. So you are, in fact, you and you can make some small talk with somebody in, uh, in, in the moments before a meeting begins. You can refer to your senior leaders by name when they are in meetings with you whether you're agreeing with things that they've said or perhaps asking follow-up questions or even sometimes disagreeing. But do that synchronously. Don't send emails uh, about that. Do, do that in real time with as high fidelity as possible. That means turning your camera on using as many social cues as possible. Another thing that you can do is you can ask questions. And you can ask questions and be generally curious about the other person and interested in the other person And that, you know, that person being either your manager or somebody else more senior in the organization to you. Draw on your curiosity, ask questions. And now this might come in the form of setting up a short meet and greet with them. Now you could use an asynchronous, like an email invitation or a meeting invitation to book, say 15 minutes of time on their calendar that isn't necessarily about a work issue, but that is more about expanding your network and getting to know other people in the organization. And so you could just reach out to somebody asking to set up a coffee with them. Now, again, you also do want to make sure you're not punching way above your weight class. Don't start with skipping three levels of management and asking the chief operating officer to have coffee with you without either socializing that idea first or starting at some other places, uh, other points, uh, lower points of leadership in the organization while you work your way up to getting to know the more senior leaders. Let's look then at who do you need to be in order to do that? What is the mindset you need to be able to be in in order to, say, initiate small talk at the beginning of a meeting or ask a specific question of a leader during a meeting or set up that coffee, whether it's with your boss or your boss's boss for a, you know, a short meet and greet. So who do you need to be to take some of those actions? And again, remember that when you're managing up, you're looking to find common ground, maybe with a manager who doesn't think the same way as you, or just find common ground with somebody that you don't know that much yet. And so you need to be curious. You absolutely need to be curious and interested in them. You need to be empathetic to their concerns because their concerns may be very different than your concerns. 
uh, you certainly need to find some balance of humility and confidence. And that can be a kind of a tricky place. You want to be humble and not be cocky and overconfident in a moment like that, uh, whether that's in the small talk before a meeting begins or whether that is if you asked somebody for a coffee to do a, a meet and greet. You also need to balance that humility, though, with a certain measure of confidence. You need to remember that that senior leader puts their pants or their skirt on one leg at a time, just like you do. And so they are human and you have something to offer. You have some certain subject matter expertise that your company relies on you for. So you need to be confident in that and bring that confidence into that conversation. So again, as you make small moves, and really these all end up being rather small moves, using a senior leader's first name in a meeting, for example, asking not necessarily a super personal question, but like, what did you do over the weekend? Or anybody have any interesting plans coming up? You know, question like that in some small talk before uh, as, as you're waiting for a meeting to begin. Asking those questions really do start to form the basis of a relationship. And once you have that relationship in place, then you are in a better position to do the work of managing up and really influence and have an effect on someone or something. But if you are not yet in that state of being connected, that state of relationship, it is really hard to influence and manage up. So to do the work of managing up and to have that kind of a situation where you have influence and relationship, you need to start with the relationship piece first. And that is the do part, the building of the various practices that are going to help create that relationship. But again, for many of us, before we start to do that, we need to back that up to who we need to be in our interactions with those leaders, whether that's our senior leader in the organization or whether that is simply our immediate manager that we want to have more influence with and do more managing up. So there you have it. I will do a quick recap. You want to start with what you want to have. You want to have influence and relationship with your senior leaders, and then you're going to back that up with the do the various practices, the relationship building practices, and break them down into things that are small and not intimidating. And then show up into those interactions by being the kind of person showing up with the kind of mindset that has confidence, humility, and all the other things that we talked about so that who you are being puts you on square footing as a peer, at least at some level, with the leader that you are working to get to know better so that you can have more of an influential relationship, managing up, and really ultimately being of better service to them. Because that's what managing up is all about. When it's effectively done, it makes your manager's job easier. And it also makes it easier for you to do your day-to-day job because you have a stronger relationship with your manager. Again, all of that can be done in a remote and a hybrid setting. We just have to think more carefully and critically about how we do it. And I'm also going to suggest, you know, use a light touch at first as you're developing relationships, because if you come on too strong, whether that's in the remote environment or in the face-to-face environment, it can start to feel a bit creepy. So (laughs) that is my advice for you this week on managing up and leading up. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend and I will see you back here. Same time, same place next week. Take good care. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.